A night that lasts forever. Chapter 1 to 5. Every night, I would put on heavy makeup and the sexiest dress to wander around the most happening place in town. I would then flash fake smiles at those rich men. If they were pleased, they would give me tons of tips. If they were not, it would be normal for me to appease them by downing a few drinks. Every night, I would drink until I drop. My life went by in a haze of an alcoholic stupor. I thought that would be it. Perhaps the best years of my life would be spent there. One could easily deduce what I did for a living. No one would choose this living if they were given an option. Every girl had their reasons for entering this line. I was not the first, and I would certainly not be the last. My name was Erica Whitlock, and I worked at Phoenix. I would sleep during the day and began my work of entertaining perverted patrons at night. In a way, I was a saleswoman, albeit it was selling alcohol. My wage was not too low, but not a lot either. For the longest time, I thought that was how my life was going to be forever. It lasted until the day I crossed someone. Although Phoenix was a bar, its patrons came from various kinds of backgrounds. Phoenix had all types of entertainment programs, and the owner of the bar had some influence and backup. Even if the police came, nothing much would happen. Thus, business at Phoenix boomed like an erupting volcano. There was a notable customer who would spend hundreds of thousands at our bar. His nickname was Tiger. He was rich and powerful, but his temper was horrible, and he was a twisted person. I heard that he enjoyed sexually torturing minors, and he was infamous in the pub district. Thus, no one dared to cross him. He was a big spender who was only interested in virgins. Thus, despite his foul temper, the girls in the bar still liked to serve him. That was the first time I went to Tiger's room. One of the girls was on her period, so she wanted to stay away from drinking which was why she had asked me to take her place. Somehow, Tiger managed to figure out I was a virgin at one glance. He insisted on taking me out for the night, and naturally, I refused. Immediately, he gave me a hard slap. At that time, there were two to three girls other than me in the room, but no one dared to step forward to help me. Tiger reeked of alcohol when he loosened his collar and pinned me down on the couch. I was frightened out of my wits. I knew I would have to give in eventually since I was working in a bar, but I never thought it would be so soon. I wanted to keep the last of my dignity for as long as I could. F asterisk CK. How dare SL asterisk Teeth pretends that she's not one. It's your honor that I've picked you. Tiger then tore off my clothes. When he saw my black bra exposed before him, he gulped. Tiger. I'm sorry, I'm the one at fault. Please don't be angry. Why don't I have a few drinks to amend my mistake? I could barely breathe under him, and I could clearly feel the lump in his pants. When I turned to look at the others in despair, I prayed that they could save me. However, they had all averted their eyes in silence. It was then I realized no one would come to my rescue. When Tiger heard my pleas, He became even more excited. When he spoke, his breath stank of alcohol. Just keep crying and shouting. 
I love it when SL asterisk TT little thing like you cry out loud. The louder you scream, the more excited I get. Like a maniac. He then poured wine on me. None of the girls who worked there dare to make a sound. And those men who came with Tiger were as excited as him. They cheered. Tiger, once you are done, let us have a taste of her too. Tears mixed with alcohol streamed down from the corner of my eyes. I bit down hard on my lower lip, refusing to let myself sob out loud. By then, I knew I was doomed. Right as I was about to surrender to my fate, someone barged into the room. With a smile, Sonia entered with several others behind her. Oh my dear tiger, you are in such a good mood today. Why didn't you get me when you arrived here? Tiger had spread my legs and was riding on my body when Sonia came in. So he froze when she entered the room. Sonia was the manager of our bar. She had settled many matters for the bar owner. And the bar owner trusted her. Most of the bar patrons were respectful toward her. However, it was very rare for her to enter the private rooms. She must have heard it from someone. And that was why she was there. Sonia gave me a reassuring look. With her in the room, hope burned anew in me. However, it seemed like Tiger was not interested in entertaining Sonia. He frowned and snapped. Who do you think you are? You have ruined my mood. Are you going to serve me in her place? Experienced in similar situations, Sonia remained calm. She chuckled before replying. Tiger, why would you be mad because of her? Don't assume she's a virgin just because she looks innocent. She already had sex with others. And the other patrons felt that she was too dry and boring. I knew those words were meant to save me. And I shot her a grateful look in silence. At that moment, I was also glad that the room was soundproofed. Tiger fell silent as he eyed Sonia coldly. His thoughts were indecipherable. After a long while, he kicked me aside and grinned lustfully at Sonia. I heard you've retired and haven't slept with anyone for a long while. Sure, you can save her, but you'll have to take her place. If you do that, I'll pretend that nothing happened. Otherwise, don't be surprised if I take things up with your boss. Our boss had to be capable to be able to own a bar like Phoenix. He would have connections in both the authorities and the underworld. I was very sure that Tiger must have thought of that, which was why he dared not cause a ruckus. However, he wanted to salvage his dignity. Sonia, I shook my head at the other woman with tearful eyes. But there was nothing I could say. Sonia did not look at me. Instead, a small smile grew on her lips. And she turned to tell the other girls. Take Erica out. The girls then helped me up. By then, I was completely weak in the knees. And I was sobbing as I struggled. Sonia, don't. Please, don't. I knew what it meant for me to leave while Sonia stayed. I could not bring myself to be so selfish to let her replace me. Take her out right away. Sonia roared. Even then, she did not spare me a glance. Erica, be sensible and stop struggling. Sonia has been through many things. She'll know how to handle this. Let's leave now and stop troubling her further. Summer, a co-worker with whom I was on good terms, whispered in my ear. She then swiftly helped me out of the room.
The door slowly closed behind me. And I tried to look back. All I could see was Tiger's men, swarming forward to take off Sonia's clothes. When Sonia was brought back, she was covered in bruises. We all knew what happened in the room. It was nothing but gung rape. I dared not to cry in front of Sonia, who was lying on the bed, semi-conscious. Instead, I cried my eyes out in the restroom. It was the first time in my life I had felt so powerless. At that very moment, I wished I could stab Tiger to death. However, I did not do anything. Perhaps I was too weak. Although the bar owner was furious when he learned about the incident, there was nothing he could do about it. After all, Tiger did not kick up a fuss. If it had been another bar, the business would have ended that very night. The bar owner gave Sonia a substantial amount of money as compensation. But how could he ever pay for all the injuries she sustained? While Sonia was recuperating, another leading figure, Felicia, took over her job. During break time, Felicia gathered the two groups of girls together for a meeting. Sonia's not feeling well, so her girls will be under my care for now. Every team has its own set of rules. I don't care how much Sonia has spoiled all of you. But it is either you follow my order or you can ship out. While she said those words, her eyes were fixed on me. Those words were clearly meant for me. As one of the girls painted her nails, she uttered, I'd say Sonia's too nice. And that's why she had to suffer through that. None of her girls are strong enough to bear responsibilities. Goodness, I feel bad for her. Summer sneered and hissed. None of us are strong enough like you. Yvette, you took a job for four men for 800. Goodness, you are so right. None of us can ever learn how to do things like you. The colors on Yvette's face drained. It was then I recalled what happened to her. She was in need of money the previous month. And there were four customers who came from another state. When they saw how pretty she was, those drunkards booked Yvette and enjoyed their time with her. At that time, Yvette thought they were all rich men. However, they ended up only giving her 200 each. That had infuriated her to the point she lost her appetite for two days. And everyone kept laughing at her after that incident. Yvette had been thoroughly humiliated. Although Phoenix was not the best local bar, it was still one of the high-end entertainment outlets. Girls who worked in similar bars nearby for more than a year offered sexual services with a starting price of 10000 There were always customers who were itching badly and wanted to do it in the bar. And the owner would usually close an eye to that. However, the prices of such service would be lower. There were also customers who only paid 800 to 1000 But they were the ones who knew little about the industry. Nevertheless. It was rare for customers like those Yvette served to pay only 200 each. In a way, her story was used as a warning to everyone in the circle. That was why Yvette gritted her teeth when Summer mentioned it. Shut up. Stop talking as if I'm not here. If you still want this job, then start working like an honest girl. Especially the two of you. Felicia jabbed a finger in Summer and my direction. Honestly. Stop it. Hasn't Sonia suffered enough? One of Felicia's girls scoffed. That's enough. If there isn't anything else, head back to your work. 
I'll report what happened today to the boss. Without sparing us another glance, Felicia huffed and left the room. Although there were all kinds of girls working in the bar, Summer and I were the same we only sold drinks. Not our bodies. Most of the girls who worked under Felicia offered sexual services and that was why their sales performance was the best. Eventually, Felicia climbed up the ranks in the bar. If not for Sonia's misfortune, Felicia would never have had a chance to let us. When I heard her say that she was going to report to the boss, I wondered what kind of lies she would cook up about us. Unfortunately, there was little we could do but worry since Sonia, our pillar of support, was not there. In the past, I had heard that everyone in Felicia's team would end up giving in, no matter how strong and chaste they were in the beginning. All of them began to provide sexual services eventually. I knew my life was going to be miserable from then on. At night, Summer, Julia, and I were working busily at the bar. But we received barely any tips. Not to mention commission. Most of the customers who stuck around only ordered a glass of cocktail. So naturally, we received little money. Right as we were about to look for Felicia. Yvette came to convey Felicia's message to us. There are a few valued patrons in room 501. Send a fruit platter and several bottles of good wine to them. The three of us shared a look of suspicion. After all, it was unusual for Yvette to ask us to serve valued patrons. What's the matter? You have no balls to go there. Well, don't then. HMPH. You girls are nothing but trash without Sonia. Yvette mocked before leaving. Summer was a quick-tempered girl. She instantly rushed forward and wanted to fight with Yvette. Fortunately, Julia and I stopped her in time. Don't get mad because of her. It's pointless. We are only serving drinks and fruits to the customers in room 501. There's nothing for us to be scared of. Come on. Let's go there together. There was an unspoken rule in most bars the higher the floor where the room was, the more esteemed the customers would be. Thus, we asked for more costly bottles to be sent to those customers. Right as we entered the room, I caught a whiff of a strange scent other than the suffocating smoke. I had been working at Phoenix for a year, so I knew what it was and anxiety thrummed in my veins immediately. There were six people on the couch. A skinny man in his forties sat in the middle. There was a trace of gloom in his eyes. And when he smiled, I could see a few of his gold teeth. When they saw us enter, their eyes lit up. Without any hesitation, they threw a large wad of cash and pointed at the tools on the table. Yuan knew, and you, come over and try these new products for us. I stiffened, the alarm bells ringing loud in my head. After putting the things we brought up on the table and filling up their glasses, I smiled at them and muttered, Mister, we don't touch these items. The skinny man frowned, clearly dissatisfied with my answer. What's up with Yvette? Didn't she tell us she'll be getting the girls for us? Why are you here if you don't do this? Julia was timider than me. Before I could say anything, she had sobbed out. We only drink with our customers, we don't do anything else. Initially, the situation could still be salvaged. Although the few customers looked ferocious, I was sure that they would be easier to deal with than Tiger. However, 
Upon hearing Julia's words, their faces fell, and one of them slapped her. Julia's head smashed onto the glass table, and blood began streaming down her face. Someone turned off the music in the room, and everyone fell silent. My dear mister, I'm sorry, we have spoiled your mood. Please don't be angry, we'll get you a few other girls right away. What kind of luck is this? I've encountered really awful customers with every passing day. Are you f asterisking with me? If you are not going to entertain us, why are you here? Get your madam here right away. Felicia was swift to arrive. Behind her was Yvette, who threw us a look of disdain when she saw us. Kneeling on one knee, she poured a glass of wine and said, Hayes, I know we're in the wrong. I'll drink three glasses as punishment. If you are still not happy with that, I'll finish the whole bottle. The way Yvette was pretending to be a sweet woman delighted the skinny man. When she noticed we were still standing there, she leaned forward to press her enlarged breasts against the skinny man. In a high-pitched voice, she cowed. Hayes, don't be angry. They're just some stupid girls. I'll apologize on their behalf. Why don't I keep you company until you are high and satisfied? With a grin, the skinny man pinched Yvette's hips before looking at us from the corner of his eyes. Evidently, he did not want to bother himself with us anymore. They were all Felicia's old customers, most of her customers had a preference, which was one of the services that the bar offered girls who were willing to take drugs would do it with the customers. Felicia was upset. And she shot us a glare before waving in annoyance. Why don't you get lost now? Clearly, she thought we had come to the room to make life difficult for her. When Don came in the bar closed, a fight broke out between Yvette's girls and our side. Summer had been sick of Yvette's attitude for a long time. After the incident on that night, she could no longer suppress the anger in her. Women's fights were much simpler than men's. They only grabbed each other's hair and pulled it until the other parties started crying. Those with long nails would aim for their opponents' faces as they attempt to disfigure them. As we were working in a bar, it was taboo to hit the face. However, now that Summer and Yvette had a falling out, no one could stop them. Moreover, Yvette had more people than us. So I ended up being scratched in multiple places while trying to stop them. I was already frustrated, and the fight did nothing to calm me down. Thus, I was really provoked and kicked Yvette in the stomach. The moment she collapsed onto the ground, I sat on her and began slapping her silly. As I was overwhelmed by anger, Yvette stood no chance against me. The room fell silent as everyone turned to look at us. It seemed like they were not expecting the quiet me to be so ruthless. Yvette was screaming in pain. And when Felicia heard it, she shouted for security to separate us. Still enraged, I continued kicking even when the security carried me away. This is absurd. Felicia roared. When the other girls realized Felicia was angry, they sat down quietly, waiting for the scolding that was sure to come. Felicia then walked toward us and the other culprits. Then, she slapped all of us as she cursed. Bloody hell. It hasn't been long but all you know is to make life difficult for me. From tomorrow onward, none of you will be going to the rooms. You'll all stay outside to serve drinks instead. 
Felicia, look at what Erica did to my face. There are esteemed patrons coming tomorrow. I've been asked to entertain them. How am I going to show my face around them tomorrow? Yvette whined. Her hair was in a mess from summer's aggressive pulling. And her face was swollen and red from my slapping. The strap on her dress was torn. And there was also a large patch of dirt on it. The sight of her looked nothing like one of the stars of Phoenix. Yvette waved her hands. Irritated. It was evident that she was unhappy about the fact that Yvette was the one who started the fight. Nevertheless, she was also one of her best girls. Hence, there was not much she could save but ask the other girls to bring her back to the dorm. Then, she coldly uttered, I've told you that when you come to my team, you'll have to listen to me. I'll close an eye to what you've done today for Sonia's sake. However, if you ever do this again, I won't care even if Sonia goes to the boss. I'll make sure all of you are taught a good lesson. Summer turned away, not wanting to look at her. At the same time, Julia was wiping her tears with her head down. When I looked at Felicia, I realized she was staring at me. There was frostness directed to me, but I did not know when I had crossed her. Perhaps me beating up Yvette had embarrassed her. After the long night, everyone was exhausted. We helped to treat the scrapes on each other and bandage the injury on Julia's forehead. Fortunately, it was just a shallow cut, and she would recover in a few days without leaving any scar. Julia seemed dejected. Before she slept, she muttered, I wonder when days like these would end. My bed was on the upper deck, and when I heard her, I nodded to myself. That's true. When will days like these come to an end? No one wants to waste their youth in a place like Phoenix. But what choice do we have? Everyone has a reason for getting stuck in this line. Thanks for listening to the Bravanovel audiobook. Welcome to download the Bravanovel app. Read the novel A Night That Lasts Forever online and get the latest updates.